Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the fashions. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The friendships. Nick's kind of guy you can trust. Kind of guy you can drink beer with. Kind of guy who doesn't mind if you puke in his car. And the one-hit wonders. They call themselves Nana. And their hit song, 99 Red Balloons. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? can now affect how much you pay for car insurance and can even keep you from getting certain jobs. Hey, Sean, what are you doing? Uh, I'm watching Dynasty. In your underpants? Don't worry about it. I'm a little worried about it. Dude, just shut up. Fallon's about to go skinny dipping. Hey, do you mind if I change the channel? No, don't, don't change the channel. What are you doing? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. It's facts of life. Facts of life sucks. This could be the episode where Joe and Blair make out. Joe and Blair never make out. Shh, don't tell me that. Dude, come on, put it back on Dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> Fallon. Ooh, that pool is so cold. Enough of this. That's it. I'm leaving. You forgot your pants. Oh, well. Ah, here comes Tootie. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. I'm your host, Steve Spears, the TampaBay.com. Sean Daly, the big baby, has stormed away. So instead, I enlisted the A-team. Stephanie Hayes. Yay. And Times TV critic... Eric Dagens. How you doing? Feeling a little <laughs> like Barry White today. Ooh. I don't know why. <laughs> hey, I, so, so Daly wimped out, man. I can't believe it. I need I to do my Saisha cry. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God, that hurts. <laughs> you love it. Dogs everywhere are barking. Yeah. But I've got the perfect team here today for our topic, the top TV theme songs of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Cool. One of the most requested uh, podcast topics we've ever had, and I've dragged my feet forever to do it. I don't know why. Yeah, didn't you? I know, well, it's a tough topic to do. I mean, Steve's like three months ago, hey, you want to do TV themes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how chirp, often have chirp, I switched the top chirp, 10 list? Chirp. I've switched the top 10 list, what, like 10 times? Yeah, he's fickle. You know, I only wrote that story like three months ago. <laughs> right? Talk about news peg. It's totally gone. Yeah, totally gone. Sorry about that. Anyway, we have uh, compiled the official Stuck in the 80s top 10 list of uh, 80s theme songs. Now, I know there's not going to be total agreement among the three of us. Ooh. It's a, it's a grudge match, man. We're going to throw down. We're going to count them down eventually. But first, I want to ask this question to uh, throw it out to the panel. Do you think that the 80s was the last great decade of the TV theme song? Hmm. That's hard to say. Um, I, I think I'm going to be Mr. Serious for two seconds and say um, it's obvious like the heyday was the 60s and 70s because we had Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island and all those. You know, Quincy Jones was writing them. And it was just a, an amazing time. Good times, you know, the Jeffersons. I mean, just the list of the classic ones from the 60s and 70s were uh, enormous. And I think towards the 80s, we started to have the TV um, networks realize that they wanted to get people into these shows quicker. And then it was too easy for people to start changing the channel if, you know, a, a theme song came on that they didn't like. 
and and it just got worse in the nineties. Oh, you know, I'm gonna have to and uh, throw and, down on that. And one. By the time we got to 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 now, I mean the hero's theme is literally 13 seconds long. Yeah, <laughs> it's like two chords. You know, I mean it's so. I guess you could argue that, although I think there's some some good themes in the 90s, too. I think that there are a lot of good theme songs in the 90s. Name one. I can name a lot. Well, name, name a lot, then. <laughs> Frasier. Saved by the Bell. Friends. Uh, yeah, Saved by the Bell. Uh, Full House. Full, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, yeah totally Full mm. House. Friends, I'll yeah. give you. I'll give you. I forgot about Friends. Yeah, you got to yeah, yeah, go yeah, with Friends. Got to go with Friends. Um, uh, right about you? I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I even like the Seinfeld theme, even though it's one of those, you know, not theme themes. Yeah. You know, just uh, just uh, kind of a musical palette, but it was kind of cool. Anything know? on ABC Friday night, TGIF? I knew those all. Ooh. Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, Boy Meets World. Oh, my God. It was like a one after I'm the other. Some serious flashbacks now. Yeah, <laughs> it was like brain overload Friday night. It was TGIF. And they even had a theme song for TGIF. That's right. That's TGIF. Right. Yeah. Did they- Sing us, sing us a 90s theme song, Stephanie, because you love to sing. Oh, let's see. Um, everywhere you look, everywhere is a heart, is a heart, a hand to hold on to. Everywhere you look, everywhere is a face, a somebody who needs you. When you're lost out there and you're all alone, a light is waiting for spears to carry me home. Man. Everywhere oh. I look. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stuck in the 80s idol. So, Simon, what'd you think about that? <laughs> Dreadful. Actually, it sounded rather like karaoke. <laughs> like, I can't believe you should be on a cruise ship somewhere. Can Dog, no. Dog. Stephanie, pack your bags. <laughs> I just want to say that, Stephanie, you look lovely today. <laughs> I've never seen you so beautiful. Your artistry. Yeah. <laughs> you're just you, a Paula. star. I just want you to know you're a star, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Do you feel my heart and soul? Oh, my God. I feel something. Save it. Save it for next week. Jeez. Yeah. Thank God. Idol's almost over. Anyway, without further ado, so we're kind of undecided. 80s is the last. We're going to make our case right now that the 80s is going to be the last great decade of TV theme songs by launching into the top 10 list. Number 10 on the list is this memorable tune. Hill Street Blues. Didn't see that one coming. Ah, yeah. But see, the guy who wrote this, uh, Mike Post, is one of the classic uh, TV theme song auteurs, I would say, uh, along with uh, a few other guys. You know, the guy who did the West Wing, uh, Snu- uh, WG Snuffy uh, Walden, uh, did a lot, of, a lot of great stuff. Quincy Jones did a lot of great stuff in the 60s and 70s. Mike Post is classic. I mean, he did uh, Taxi uh, and a lot of really good um, theme songs. And this one just totally set the tone for this show about this really dysfunctional, um, you know, fictional uh, cop shop. But uh, every indication from the extras to the colors of the police cars indicated that it was uh, Chicago kind of redone. And and the first modern uh, sort of cop drama, you know, where they had real stuff going on and and angst and, you know, the the, the theme song just totally summed it up. So I, I think this is a great choice for 10 you know almost yeah. off the list but cool enough to, <laughs> yeah. to be it. to be talked about this will be one of three mike post songs on the list today wow. yeah um in 19 in 2006 the who actually wrote a song called 
Mike Post theme. <laughs> and uh, Pete Townsend has actually said that, yeah, he took inspiration from the theme song for Hill Street Blues. There you go. Do you think there's a difference uh, in enjoyability of a theme song that's instrumental versus uh, one with words, like we just demonstrated with Full House? Hmm. You know, it's interesting. I do think that a theme song with words, to me anyway, uh, I'm more likely to kind of connect that to something yeah. that, that, like a memory that's not necessarily related to the show. I, you know, I, I did this piece about theme songs in December, and I talked about, you know, walking into my new house and singing the theme song to the Jeffersons, moving on up, <laughs> you know? And I wouldn't have a memory like that if it was just an instrumental, you know? It was like the subject of the song really connected with something that was going on in my life. So I, I do think there's something yeah, to that, yeah. you know? And the best, the theme songs that we think of as sort of the most classic they all have words. Or yep. Gilligan's Island, Brady Bunch, yeah. even Charles in Charge. Even Charles in Charge. Yeah, even Charles in Charge. Yeah. Don't well, get me started. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to have to fight about that. I haven't counted up. <laughs> yeah, I have what? not counted up to see how many songs uh, have words in this week's list. But uh, Mike Post also did, I have a list of his songs. Uh, the Commish, News Radio, Blossom, Magnum P.I., Ten Speed and Brown Shoe, Chips, Hardcastle McCormick, uh, Doogie Howser, oh, wow. Quantum Leap. Uh, Remington Steel. Yeah. Well, you know, the the thing is, this is, you know, that's the way showbiz works too, is you, you get these very specialized cats who, you know, they know every time they come up with a theme song, it's going to work. So that's all they wind up doing is cranking out this stuff. And what a cool job. I mean, that kid's dad is, or that, yeah, that guy's kid. <laughs> <laughs> Brain fart. Sean's not here, so I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like his kid words. probably thinks his dad is really cool because he, you know. No, no kid thinks their dad is cool. Well, that's <laughs> Mike Post's kid. Point. But the thing that's cool is that that kid is going to be getting checks in the mail <laughs> until uh, he has kids and his kids have kids because right. all these song, yeah. all these shows are in reruns. Yeah, he'll never have to work again. Neither will probably anybody associated with this next show. I give you the number nine theme song of our top ten list. <laughs> I give you the Cosby Show. We're dancing. We got our striped sweaters on. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, again, you know, uh, we're, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that what you just heard would be the Bobby McFerrin ber- version because um, Cosby, this isn't even like the best Cosby theme song. The best Cosby theme song was actually in the 70s. He had a, a sitcom where Quincy Jones did the theme and it was called Hickey Burr. Cosby actually did a lot of mouth uh, music that's similar to what McFerrin does in in the 80s version. So, uh, you know, Cosby's got a history of coming up with some really cool uh, theme songs. And if you get a chance to get that Quincy Jones box set, you know, check out Hickey Burr. Because that's that's a classic Nice. This uh, Cosby show actually had seven versions of this theme that that were used throughout the series, including the Bobby McFerrin one. Making it, I guess, one of very few TV shows to use multiple versions of the same theme song over and over again. Yeah. Well, you know, if you think about The, the Wire, uh, if you remember that show, um, they, every, every season they would do a different version of the same uh, Tom Waits tune 
down in the hall, and uh, it would be matched to the theme of what the storyline was going to be uh, that year. So, you know, one time they had uh, Waits himself do it. One time they had Steve Earle, who acts on the show, do it. One time they had the five uh, Bond boys from Alabama do it. So that's that's a that's a rich history. And Weeds, you know, the Showtime uh, series uh, has a different group do the theme song every every week. It's pretty so. cool. Nice. We've had two instrumentals. Time for a uh, spoken word one, and this might be the most obnoxious entry on the list. At number eight, no way. At number eight, I give you this one. The Square Pegs theme song by the Waitresses. So I have a question Fire away. for you gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a thing for Sarah Jessica Parker back Hell in the day? Yeah. In the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> or, or yeah, I'm talking Hell like Footloose, Square yeah. Pegs, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> she rusty? She, no, she plays Rusty in, in Footloose, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, she looks great. Yeah. I don't know what happened the girl to her. Next door. Well, you know what, what happened, happened to her? her? She got even cooler. Is what happened to her? <laughs> she yeah. looks better now. If you I've had a crush on Sarah Jessica Parker for I don't know twenty years or something, twenty five years. But you know the other thing that's cool about this theme song is that it was by the Waitresses, which is like the coolest New York band that nobody ever heard of. Um, and uh, I, I've I've always been a huge fan of theirs. And the album that this theme song is on. Um, I mean, you know, I could rule the world if I could only get the parts. I mean, just the coolest record. So if you get a chance to check out this record, check out this theme, this band is amazing. I think the uh, the complete series uh, of Square Pegs, the TV show, is being released on DVD this month to coincide cool. with... You know um, what Steve's doing with his next five weekends. Yeah, no, <laughs> Me and my underpants. <laughs> and your um, wild turkey helmet. Yeah. You know, I really don't, don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I just... Let's just stop right here. What's yeah. number seven? It's coming, <laughs> it's coming out to coincide not, 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 uh, not, not uncoincidentally with the release of Sex and the City, the movie. Oh, yeah. So that's why they're releasing That makes a lot time. of sense. And of course, uh, sense. Square uh, Waitress's singer Patty Donahue died in 1996 after fighting lung cancer. So Yeah, and um, the the, uh, the uh, bass player on this, Tracy Wormworth, just like the coolest bass player in history. She used to play with uh, with Sting. And uh, Chris Butler, the, the mastermind behind this band, um, also just a really cool New York, you know, New York just produces the most twisted rock bands and most creative rock bands. And this was one of those bands that was just kind of under the radar, you know, television and, and talking heads and bands like that got more press. But the, the waitresses were really, really cool. And I even got to meet the guy when I covered uh, music in New Jersey. And he's a, he's a really, Chris Butler, he's a really cool cat who works for one of the radio stations uh, in, in Jersey now. So cool. There's quite a few like legit bands who've done theme songs to TV shows. Like we talked earlier about Friends, which oh, is yeah. a dirty word in this recording studio but i love the, the show but the I just, rembrandts and we don't get to talk uh, about yeah. the 90s too much oh yeah yeah and and yeah that you know because bands can come up with really catchy tunes uh that in the past would be perfect uh vehicles for theme songs yeah. unfortunately you know now we're at the point where theme songs are literally 10 seconds long yeah. so you don't really need a band for that you know yeah, and speaking of, of well-known bands that did theme songs i i halfway considered putting billy joel's uh my life on this list for bosom buddies, oh. yeah. but for, I, I just have this, this uh, disinclination to, to put to you know bands that you I mean, TV shows that use an existing song as like a the hook. Years. 
yeah, yeah. or um, yeah, a lot of movies did that. You know, give it something to talk about. You know, it's like intentionally naming movies after songs so that they can use that song as your theme song. It just annoys the crap out of me. And so Most can't buy definitely. me love. Most definitely can't buy me love. Oh yeah, why does a Beatles song have to be in an '80s movie with Patrick Dempsey? <laughs> and and the thing for me too <laughs> is that storm. is that basically you know when you're listing the best tunes, you want to list tunes that were written specifically for the show. Right. When I when I did my uh, story about theme songs, I also uh, disqualified a lot of tunes just because. Um, you know, they were already existing hits and they just kind of grafted them on the, um, on the shows. Now, you know, you think about Route 66, though, and you think about Secret Agent Man and you think, you know, there's some really cool existing tunes uh, that were great themes, too. So you can't you can't be rigid about that. Yeah. But. I mean, I do like the Who being used for uh, CSI, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Too. But uh, it's the only reason I used to watch the show. But only the first one. Yeah. I give you now perhaps the catchiest tune on the list. Here is number seven. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Believe It or Not from The Greatest American Hero. Oh, man. So when you hear this song, you usually chuckle a little bit because it's kind of, I don't know, it calls to mind something funny and not so serious. Well, I was at a, a wedding of someone in my family and uh, it was dinner hour and the song came on. But it wasn't like like the funny, ironic portion of the wedding later where we're playing Journey and everyone's singing along. And <laughs> I love you, like, man. I yeah, love it you. Was, it was for serious. Like we were eating and, and the DJ was up there, you know, jamming out like. This was one of his dinner selections, and I just, at that point, I knew that this was going to be a short night. At <laughs> that point, a little bit of your dinner rose up in the back of your throat. Oh, God. Well, I got I to gotta tell you, when I hear this theme song, all I can think of is the Seinfeld episode where George <laughs> put it on his answering machine. <laughs> and, and I always think to myself, man, I wish I'd have thought of that. It was great. It was great. <laughs> that, of course, is also the second Mike Post song from the list today. And it was, this should just be a tribute to Mike Post. Yeah, man. we could do it. We got to make sure. Show. Why don't we call him? <laughs> he's still around, right? I mean, he's yeah, he's still around. I'd love to talk to him. I, I don't know what I would ask someone like him. Maybe it's like going from how of much Godfather. money do you have? <laughs> Let's cut to you it. Swimming it. Let's cut minute. to it. Yeah, <laughs> performed by Joey Scarberry. Reached number two on the Billboard charts in 1981. You know, back in the day when they had real music on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Tamp Straight and, and this song. Yeah, I, Steve hasn't listened to real radio in what twenty. Uh, it's it's an ongoing yeah, joke. Where the last three CDs I bought, the last Night Ranger one, the last <laughs> Def Leppard one, and the oh, last God. Uh, you know, Brian Adams. And and then I had to sheepishly admit to uh, to Steve that I downloaded the three songs from the Night Ranger live in ja- Japan. But CD that's okay, Eric. Because on you, iTunes you just also, last week. <laughs> you have another foot in this millennium. That's so true. That's it's true. okay. All in balance. We that's all true. love the eighties. I downloaded a new Marcus Miller record. I downloaded the new Madonna, and I downloaded some Night Ranger. So what does that say about me? I don't know. You're conflicted. <laughs> Especially about the Madonna stuff, because that was awful and unlistenable, oh. too. Oh, man. Well, we'll, we'll have to fight about Madonna on another day, my Yeah, man. it'll Madonna happen. Madonna podcast. <laughs> Speaking of... Jeez. Oh, we can all wear cone still bugs. get hate mail from that, from that review. Without further ado, though, I give you number six on our list of the top ten theme songs of the 80s.
Aha, I give you the theme to the A-team. I pity the fool that don't like this song. <laughs> I pity him. Wow. That's nice. Thank Amazing. You. Thank you. I didn't know you had that. Oh, well, you know, there's, there's a few people I can do. I can do uh, <laughs> Monty Burns from The Simpsons. Simpson, eh? <laughs> Who's that idiot in G7? Uh, Simpson, sir. Simpson, eh? I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> and then, you know, Mr. T. That's impressive, yeah. Eric. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I always tell this story about Mr. T. Like, the first time I saw him, he was on David Letterman. And nobody really knew, like, whether or not he was actually, you know, genuinely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he's talking, you know, and Letterman's just screwing with him, just asking him all these stupid questions. And then he goes to him, he says, Letterman, I got a rubber ball in my hand, and I squeeze it every time I get mad. And then when I get to number 10, I go off. And you on number eight. <laughs> And they went to commercial, and he was gone. <laughs> oh, my. That's great. <laughs> That's my second best Letterman story after uh, Crispin Glover almost kicked him in the face with a, with a platform with shoe on the air. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. There's no sane stories involving Crispin Glover. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This is the third and last song by Mike Post on the list. And uh, the intro, the famous intro, narrated by uh, John Ashley, who was also one of the show's producers. Oh, wow. And... For a long time stuck in the A's listeners, this is the one song that you hum to yourself to uh, get rid of an earworm. Like if there's a song like Charles in Charge that you can't get out of your head. According according to former co-host Kathy Wass, if you hum the theme to the A-team, it will go away. Really? And I have no idea how she has scientifically proven that. But I trust Kathy. Do you have the doctor shop for that prescription? I I, I don't. I just try it. It's over the counter, strictly. Right. I, I, that's one where rule. maybe the cure might be worse than the disease. No, because it's doesn't stick with you. I think I'd rather have the Jefferson stuck in my head. The next song, number five on the list, I got to admit, this is this has got some earworm possibilities. Here we go. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? Aha, the theme to Family Ties. Alex P. Keaton. What? He was like my role model for like a couple years before I realized he was Republican. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) well, the actor wasn't. (laughs) I still dressed like him all throughout high school. Everybody at Countryside High School, where where both Steffi and I went to school, years apart. Different times, people. Different eras, almost different millenniums. But uh, I uh, I was just reminiscing about my days there the other day. I got. I got reprimanded in the hallway for wearing a tank top that was too revealing by a uh, by a former principal who's now uh, filling in a superintendent of the school. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was a good time. Ah, memories. Yeah, oh, memories. Yeah, you were, you were there pissing did, off people in the right places, I, weren't you? Know, <laughs> I, I had to wear my tank top, but people, yeah, people did dress pretty preppy at uh, our alma mater, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Did I you wear a tie? Did you pop your yeah, collar? Yeah, I did have a tie. I used to. Uh, the um the knit ties I would wear that oh the square point the square mm, end yep, ones yep. yeah big Man. time are you kidding me I was Mister Preppy um, that's funny wow. that's funny who has the, any the role uh, models in my yeah. high school were more stay in the time so different era different category our, totally. our high school was not very culturally diverse no it wasn't <laughs> and I have to speaking of not very culturally diverse. I would interchange the attractive white family on family ties with the attractive white family on growing pains and say that that's a better theme song if we're going to mm, categorize that. See, now it's time to throw down. I don't know. Time to throw down. I don't think. 
Kirk Cameron's come on, become, you got to come on. Kirk Cameron's been is such a caricature now. That whole show is. He's left behind. Yeah, and Family Ties isn't really. Yeah. I'm, okay. <laughs> Michael J. I'll give you. I'll take your Kirk Cameron. I'll I'll raise you one, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Like Kirk Cameron couldn't but, oh, man. I, you know, uh, David Spade did the best one word impression of Michael J. Fox that I have ever heard. He basically just said Mallory and I can't do it, <laughs> but it was, it was the coolest one word impression I ever heard. Spade's a genius. Uh, without us, the name of the theme song was sung by Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. Oh man. Well, that should disqualify it right there. <laughs> Can but, Johnny Mathis really sing a classic TV theme song? Yeah, I don't what, know. I don't know. Originally, this was sung. Now, the, the very first, the first ten episodes, it was uh, sung by uh, Mindy Sterling, better oh, known nice. as Frau Farbissina from the Austin yeah. Powers movies. Wow. But uh, then it moved over to uh, Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams, better known for. Hear it for the boy. Yeah, Nisi. That's Nisi. the only singing hey. you'll ever hear me do hey. on the show. Nisi from Gary, Indiana. Nice. Where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. We very share nice. a hometown. Very nice. Very nice. I give you. Fan- I. You're still gonna stick with growing pains over that. Totally. 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 You're never gonna change her. You sadden me. You know. You sadden me. I am firm in my beliefs. I know. Anyway, without further ado, number four on the list of the top ten TV theme songs of the '80s. If you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati WKRP. Ah, WKRP in Cincinnati. So how do you guys feel about Lonnie Anderson? Excellent. Get the mop. I tell you. But you know what ruined it for me when she was in Stroker Ace with Burt Reynolds? Nah. Totally unwatchable movie. They were married. Nah. Totally unwatchable. Nah, nothing could ruin Lonnie Anderson for me, except maybe seeing her now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the years in the in the surgery hasn't have not been kind uh, to my former flame. Uh, yeah, Lonnie, Valerie Bertinelli, Sarah Jessica. Oh my God, are, three excellent my, picks. Yeah, those are my three. Valerie three looks picks. cute these days. Oh yeah, yeah. Jenny Craig. Jenny Craig. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny Craig. <laughs> Thank you, now, Jenny Craig. WKRP in Cincinnati for me is sort of the 80s version of the love boat. It's that loungy, you know, sort of, you know, that's that's what I love about it. You know, you 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 know, somewhere in some smoky um, performance space right off the casino in Las Vegas or Atlanta City, there's some broken down guy. Warbling that tune yeah. to a bunch of blue hairs. I'd like to think taking so. a smoke right before they go back to the <laughs> slots. Highball a wild turkey. Jeez. I'm telling you, man. That all, all and see all of that just pops in my head when I hear this song. Yeah. Uh, the show actually started in the '70s. I kind of grandfathered it in because it sort of had that life on both sides of uh, the '70s and the '80s. Right. Composed by Tom Wells with lyrics from the series creator Hugh Wilson, who, like myself, is a graduate of the College of Journalism at the University of Florida. You, you know, you know what strikes me about all this, man. You're making yourself look awfully smart. You went out and looked up all this stuff on like Wikipedia and Google and stuff, <laughs> and then you're making us look like you know, like chumps. I'm talking about Lonnie right. Anderson, and He's he comes out with, talking. "Well, that was written by you." Just do what uh, Sean Daly does and just make boner jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I just did when we started the segment, didn't I? <laughs> but uh, this uh, actually hit number 65 on the uh, pop charts in 1981 and number 29 in uh, 1982. Wow. And uh, and this was also the the debut of my my role model, Venus Flytrap. Oh, he's yes. great! <laughs> oh man, 
What a dude. What, what, was it, what was the plot Dressed line? Dressed like a pimp, but not actually a pimp. That's he what was, I love He about. was AWOL from the military, right? That was the plot line at one point. I and, believe so. Yeah. And I then, believe uh, so. They, they finally caught up to him and gave him a general discharge. I, I can remember like the plot point of every episode of WKRP in Cincinnati, Man, right down so to sad. Sparky Anderson giving uh, Les Nesman his World Series ring. That is so sad. Man. I just Do remember you... the turkeys episode. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. Do you ever wonder what kind of information has been displaced? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the, Although uh, the turkeys thing, the, the you know them throwing the turkeys out of the helicopter—that's like classic. Yeah, yeah. classic. You can't go wrong. That's uh, that's probably up there under top ten comedy moments in TV oh, history. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the '80s for sure. And oh yeah, for sure, top five. Anyway, let's take a break. We'll hit a couple segments and we'll be right back. Because I hear someone banging on the door. Yeah, go he wants, away. Yeah, he wants back you. in now. Now that we're having fun talking about Lonnie Anderson. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, yes, by the sound of that magic gong. It's time for Mystery Movie Madness. Woo-hoo! What the hell are you doing back, Sean? Uh, I forgot something in my pants. I bet you did, big boy. <laughs> hey, it's the weekly segment where we play a movie clip from the 80s, and if you can name it, you win practically nothing. Maybe some Funyuns, I'm told. Oh, you are going to piss off Brad by saying no, that. No, no, no. Do you mean that? Is that a sincere Funyuns, Mr. Spears? Yeah, we're going to get out. We'll break out the Sharpie as soon as you get back from Brad, our friend Brad, has not only sent us Funyuns to sign and to send out to our favorite uh, listeners, he's also sending us those damn little boxes that you were complaining about in which to send said Funyuns. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready to step up? I will. All right. Well, we'll spring for the 75 cents postage. I was really excited about uh, this week's uh, mystery movie moment. Yes, and here it is. Remember, thou art mortal. Oh, blow it out your ass. Mr. Sean Daly, please relieve us of our Uh, tension and pressure and name the uh, clip. uh, That is from History of the World Part 1, The Great Mel Brooks. I love that movie. I remember the first time I ever saw that movie, I was watching it with my parents. and We were what? Maybe I was maybe 12? Uh, At most. 11. And, uh, you know, it starts off with like the... (laughs) The our cavemen, forefathers. The cavemen Much masturbating. Like our show today. I remember all, all my mom, my dad, and me all kind of like looking off in a different direction as if we weren't seeing the masturbating Neanderthals on the television screen. <laughs> you know what's sad is, you know, it's very, it ends, and after the end, it has the previews for History of the World Part 2. Yeah. And at, the, at that age, I didn't get that that was a joke. That there, I yeah. thought there really was. These are really scenes from the sequel that they've already filmed, and, and it's going to be in the theaters next summer. And I kept waiting for it, waiting for it. I wish he'd it. do it. But uh, no. Alas, that it is History of the World Part 1. Some of the winners this week include uh, Craig Kokur, uh, Jim Cossey, Alan. I said that like I'm like from Massachusetts, didn't I? Cossey. Cossey. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. Alan Lindsay and Miguel Borges. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Somebody, one of you will get the elusive Funyuns. The rest of you just get glory on the internet. Anyway, pay attention. Here is this week's mystery movie moment. Tommy, no! No! I throw it over to my friend Sean. I do not know that mystery movie moment. Excellent. I did a good job then. You did. You always do. Thank you. Hey, if you know the answer, email us at stuckin80s at tempabay.com. Tune in next week and find out if you are a wiener. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it's time for Reader Mailbag. Hey, it's the segment where Sean Daly picks out his favorite email and reads it on the air. And I can tell you right now, it's going to go kind of rough. You're not feeling too good, are you, Sean Z? Uh, Spearsy, I'm a little under the weather. 
A little under the weather. I've kind of been on a bit of a tear lately. I was in uh, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, over the weekend doing a story on uh, the Hard Rock Park, this $400 million amusement park, which is really badass. But I, I overdid it a little bit, Spearsy. Don't say you used the Red Bull again. Did, yeah, did you drink the Red Bull? Red Bull and vodka until like oh, 5 in the morning. Man. So I overdid it. Then I came back and I had a slew of stuff to write, including like a Kanye West review and a Radiohead review, and I had to massage your bunions. <laughs> That's buttocks. That's how we say buttocks. <laughs> That's a bonus. But anyway, I'm here anyway because I'm dedicated, for the most part, to the podcast, or at least the next three minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Fire away with this week's email. Yeah, this is a great one. Everybody, listen up. Steve and Sean, Hafa Adai from Guam. He seems to be saying hello in Guamist. Or uh, Funyuns are delicious. <laughs> Love the podcast. I serve in the Navy aboard the submarine tender USS Frank Cable, and I'm a child of the 80s. How cool is that, that somebody on a naval ship is calling, is listening to our podcast? Totally cool. That really is cool. That means a lot to me. I have the answer to this week's movie challenge. It's History of the World Part 1. I'm in the military, and I flunked flank. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, bonus, watching Catherine Deneuve and Susan Sarandon late at night on HBO at 12 to help jumpstart puberty. Ah, good times. Keep up the good work. Respectfully, Martin Davis, Sonar Technician Submarines First Class, USS Frank Cable, Agana, Guam, where America's 80s day starts. I want a t-shirt that says that. Where America's 80s day starts? Yeah. Or Agana, cool. Guam. Uh, either way. <laughs> Sean Daly went to Ghana, Guam, and all he brought back was this last Yeah, I know it's an our technician submarine first class in the Ghana, Guam, and all I have is this stupid t-shirt. You know, Martin did add a PS. He said, still waiting for that Devo podcast. Does that make you want to do a Devo podcast even more I've now? wanted to do one. You're the one who keeps saying no. Oh, that's right. Seriously, though, great letter. Really great letter. I love it. We've been getting a lot of letters lately, actually. Uh, some, a lot of first-time uh, writers, long-time listeners. So and the more obscure... The, the, the origin of the letter, the better chance you have of getting it read right on the air. Right. And Ghana, Guam, a plus. Kankakee, Illinois, eh, not uh, so much. Nah, come on. <laughs> uh, she knows we love her. Anyway, keep those emails coming. The address, as always, is stuckin80s at tampabay.com. Do you win anything if we read your letter on the air? Respect. Adulation. Yeah. No Funyuns, though. No, no. St- no uh, onion-flavored no. snack foods. I, I might get some more refrigerator magnets. We'll see. Oh, that'd be People cool. I have one on my fridge. Do you? Nice. Ah, the mystical refrain that means only one thing. Hey, it's time for Name That 80s Tune. Hey, it's the weekly segment where we play a snippet of a song from the 80s. And if you can name the band and the song, Funyuns, glory, adulation, respect, bravery, hugs, cleanliness, all can be yours. A sponge bath administered by one Stephen Q. Spears. Mmm, sponge baths. Anyway, here was last week's mystery tune. Undead, undead, undead. Sean Daly knows the answer. Not only do I know the answer, but I've seen this song performed live, dramatically so, out in the coach at the Coachella Festival in Palm Springs, California. What's the name of the song? It's Bella Lugosi's Dead by Bauhaus. Bella Lugosi's Dead. It was really, really cool, actually, because Peter Murphy, the creepy lead singer, kind of entered the stage hanging upside down like a vampire bat. Nice. I think he performed the entire song hanging upside down. Is that possible? (laughs) 
<laughs> would you die if you did I would, that? I would think so. It was great. It was very dramatic because uh, the Coachella Festival is um, on this huge polo, these polo grounds in India, Indio, California, and uh, it's all very, very surrounded by mountains and stuff. It's really neat. Did you cover it for? Was it a story? Washington Post? Yeah, yeah. cover for the Post. You know, someone suggested I go cover Rock Rocklahoma. Oh, Brad this, did. Yeah, Rocklahoma is badass. There's no way I'm gonna go. Cover Why it. not? It's all those great '80s. Oh, it's a huge deal. It's all those all metal bands. Metal bands. I don't want to see that. You like them? The Crew, Warrant, nah. Janie Lane's back, dude. I don't even know who that is. What? I'm serious. You're the more the hair metal guy than me. But here's some breaking news. I am formally and officially and permanently on board for the Vegas trip to see the Regeneration Tour on August 2nd in Las Vegas with the Human League and Belinda Carlisle and Dead or Alive and Flock of Seagulls and ABC. That's cool. Who else is going? Naked Eyes. Um, uh, Jane will be there. Tony Ann. Mike from Austin will be there. There's a couple of listeners we have in Vegas who said oh, they, they really great. with us. That's going to be so a fun I, weekend. It's, it's a done deal, guys. I will definitely be in Vegas um, from that Thursday to Monday. Stayed at the Luxor. The, the concert. You stayed at the Luxor? Yeah, Luxor. With the Inclinator. Yes. That that screws with you big time when you've been drinking, too. Hey, is Bass Note going? Uh, I don't know if Bass Note. Ain't no party no. like a Bass Note party. Because <laughs> the Bass Note party don't stop. Wicka, 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 wicka. Nah, I don't think, I don't think he's uh, I don't really? think he's going. He may come down to the Tampa show. I wish I could go, honestly. I wish I could I go, but I can't. I know you do. You're hurt. We'll call you a couple I get times. In, I get into trouble when I go out of town. You think too. I was drunk dialing before? Wait till I'm in <laughs> Vegas. And on a different time. <laughs> Did I talk about you drunk dialing me the other night? Have I told listeners yes, about that? Oh, yes. God. I got a lot of emails about that. So Thank you. Bad. I'm waiting for my mom to call. <laughs> now, Steve. That's not responsible. Well, that's fun. Hey, listen. Tell uh, tell everybody who won this week's Name That A's tune. Oh, that's right. We actually do have winners. Uh, Martin Davis, of course, from the USS Frank Cable. Tim Hart in Illinois. Dr. Greg Smith in Virginia. Becky Rebello in Ontario. And Will Crudson. All winners. So Martin Davis won both Mystery Movie yep. Moment and Name That A's yep. tune. Definitely. Very if I could cool. figure out a way to get Funyuns to uh, Guam, I-, I would do it. Funyuns to Guam. Funy- that's a good name for a band. It is. Funyuns or, to or Guam. Or an REM album title. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's tune. Oh, Sean Daly. I do not know, my friend. You have stumped me once again. I like to keep it interesting around here. Ew. Ew. God, why do you always got to grin like that? You're grinning like that, like a, like you're a, a wolf and I'm like a cartoon steak. It's right before lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Spearsy? You know I love you, right? You I'm do. not afraid to say it on the air, <laughs> but I think I'm going to leave again. I'm going to take my pants and I'm going to go. Is that all right? That's fine. I'm going to leave you with Eric and Stephanie. They're brilliant. They know much more uh, than I do. And I'm just going to ride off into the sunset. <laughs> it sounds good to me. All right, my friend. Anyway, if you know the answer to this week's Name the 80s tune, email us at stuckin80s at tempe.com. Let me say it. Let me say it as I leave. Go ahead. Wiener. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at tampabay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at tampabay.com. Finally, we get him out of the room. So lecherous. Uh, there must be there must be like an REO Speedwagon in store appearance somewhere. That's what he had to split and cover that. <laughs> if that was happening, I would be there with <laughs> Kevin Cronin. Anyway, before we get to the final three songs on the list, each one of us has picked a theme song that is not on today's list. 
you know, for one reason or another. And we're going to uh, each one of us explain why we think this particular song should have been on this list. We'll start with the lovely Stephanie Hayes. All right. Give me a second. Holy crap, is that your ringtone? That would be the ringtone on my pink Motorola Razor. Nice. That Charles. is Charles in Charge, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my favorite. The magic that is. <laughs> it is magical. I just feel butterflies and happiness when I, I hear it. I can sing that song word for word. Everybody can. You, you sing it in your band, don't yeah, you? Yeah, my band does a cover of Charles in Charge, and it is a crowd pleaser. No one expects it. That's why I love Charles and Charge so much is because it's kind of one of those songs that like you forget ever existed. You're like, oh, my God. But then you hear it and you're like, ah. And people always laugh. Like this look of realization comes over their face when we do it of, wow, yeah. are they really singing that right now? Scott Bayo is a crowd pleaser. That's all you can I say. I love that guy. He, never, he doesn't do bad work. I, I like his new VH show, one. too. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, he reminds yeah. me of Sean. You know what? He does. He's yeah. like, oh crap! But but doesn't he come across as like incredibly self-centered in that show? That's why I like him though, because he's well. I'm trying not to dog my boy. <laughs> Go ahead, no, dog no. away. That's why we have him outside the door. Oh, that's true. No, I just I, he Stop always has this like this oh shit thing in the show, and he doesn't know what to do, and he doesn't pretend to know what to do, and he just wanders around looking scared of his fiance and his baby, and then he just goes in a room and like drinks and smokes a cigar. That, and that's that, how that, he resolves his problems. That describes pretty much every other actor in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that right there's, no, there's no acting there. Yeah, the um, I love uh, Charles in Charge the TV show because it has the brilliant Willie Ames on it. Uh, yeah, it has his buddy. <laughs> and the two of them are co-stars in one of my favorite guilty pleasures of all time. I, th- I don't I think it was 1980 or 1981. The movie Zapped. Oh my god! Have you seen that? No. Oh god! I, I got to get it on DVD. Oh, I have to have. Bad memories DVD. of that. Wow. That's like a that's a nightmare. I gotta see that. Oh, I'm gonna have to get it. I love their magical chemistry. It, it is it is magical. And They're sort of like the two quarries. They're like an older version <laughs> of the two quarries. You know? Yeah, they are easily. That was a good that was a good show. And Nicola Eggert, of course, went on to Baywatch and other great things. Okay, Eric, you <laughs> kind of right. kept your uh, choice secret for a long time. I, I, I have some hints as to what it might be. Um, well, I was going to choose. This is so weird because I'm having a brain fart and I cannot remember how it goes. But uh, the Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Thank you for being a That's friend. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Yeah, you know, classic pop tune, very, you know, summed up the, the show. And the only reason people don't ever name it is because it, it's so uh, not hip, <laughs> you yeah, know? Well, you don't but hey, we're in Florida, the land of retirees, yeah. and, you know, damn it, it's I'm a, picking a Golden yeah. Girls. I think that show has kind of a cult following now, though. Like, lots of young people really like to watch Golden Girls on Lifetime, and oh, yeah. they have the, these little parties and stuff. It's like shuffleboards resurgence in St. Pete. You cannot beat Rue McClanahan, <laughs> Estelle Getty, and B. Arthur on the same sitcom. I am sorry. That is comic gold, my friend. I never watched it. I you never so watched un- it. It was so unhip. I just I couldn't do it. Steve was too cool for that. Yeah, that yeah. Was too cool. Yeah. I was in college. I can't the guy, tie. the guy who wants a DVD of Zap. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I've been shamed. Oh, Steve. I've been shamed. Oh boy. I will trump your two picks with my pick Uh-oh. and a very popular pick from the readers of my blog. I give you. The theme song to It's Gary Shandling's Show. Here's the 
Gary show The theme to Gary show Gary called me up and asked if I would write his theme song I'm almost halfway finished How do you like it so far? How do you like the theme to Gary show? How's that for obscure, Mr. Eric Diggins? That's that's cool, man. I gotta say, it is that that is a cool pick, and I love uh, I love it's Gary Shandling show because it it never got the same sort of uh, critical and and hipster you know appreciation as his later show, uh, but it was just as good. And yeah. and you know a, a sitcom where the guy occasionally turns around and talks to the audience like we're watching this. I just I love I've always loved that show. Yeah, good pick, it, man. It started uh, on cable. I believe on Showtime. Yeah, it was a Showtime show, and then it moved over to Fox. Maybe I think I forget. It, uh, I think it was Fox because it, they were desperate for shows, right? And it um, was a new network. It's survived about five years, and then of course, you know, the brilliant uh, Larry Sanders show would basically yeah. be would follow. I have that on DVD. I love that. Oh man, do you? So you have the one where he uh, went out and talked to all his friends, and you know the the deluxe edition that just came out. I believe so. Oh, it's that's amazing. Just watching him hang out with Jerry Seinfeld in Central Park, cracking jokes, man. <laughs> he's so underrated as a comedian. I don't. I don't. Very get underrated. It. I don't get it at all. Well, I think part of it is that he is so neurotic that um, he doesn't do a lot. You know, he hasn't done much since uh, Gary Shandling's show. He's done some movie roles and stuff, but he's brilliant. And hearing him talk about the choices he made and how he put the show together, I mean, it's just it's amazing. And he also hangs out with Tom Petty. I mean, he has like the he has the weirdest circle of friends too, which is you know you get a look at this, you know, and you know we're like shilling for all these DVDs, but but this DVD is a really cool <laughs> one too. And you see him hanging out with uh, with Tom Petty in his home studio, and those guys have a have a, a really interesting history too. That's cool. That is really cool. Those are the three that don't make the list. So that that begs the question, what three did make the list? The next one is very controversial. Number three on the list. I'm expecting protests. Of the top ten DV thongs of the 80s. Here we go. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. The Dukes of Hazard. Sean is actually outside the door in a pink bikini, washing a car, begging to come into the studio. But we want Daisy Dukes. Yep. Sean and Daisy. You know Sean and uh, and uh, was it what's the name of the person who played Daisy Duke? Oh boy, I can't remember. Oh, you know they have the exact same Catherine legs. Something or other. Catherine Bach. <laughs> nah, they have the same legs. Maybe they have the same legs. They, neither one of them have any hair in their legs. <laughs> Very strange. He has very womanly legs. You know, strangely, okay, I've I've confessed to my to my crushes. Uh, n- not so much a crush on the Daisy Dukes really? woman. No, no. no, not so much. Not really. Much more Linda Carter. I, I didn't watch yeah. this show growing up. I know it was real popular, but I couldn't stand to watch it. Well, I got to tell you, man, in Gary, Indiana, <laughs> the brothers wasn't watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. The brothers wasn't yeah. checking out Dukes of Hazard. Can't imagine. But you know, hey, Waylon Jennings, you know, you can't beat that. They even showed his guitar in the in the in the beginning in the theme. Mm-hmm. So you know, you got to put it on the list, man. Yeah, it's of classic. course. I love the fact that he also narrates the show. Yeah, I don't know how they scored that. Uh, I'm sure they just gave him a pound of weed and <laughs> <laughs> a pound of weed, and, bag and, of funyuns. Uh, yeah, yeah, a bag of funyuns. Oh God! You know, every year. Speaking of the funyuns, I can now report they've officially all been signed and are ready for shipment. So all those and people they're worth there, zero dollars. Zero dollars, I guarantee. You. I don't want to see them on eBay, people. I'll be very <laughs> upset. 
You anyway, should have been yeah. selling them yourself on eBay. <laughs> yeah. Come on eBay. Let's see what we get. This theme song for this TV show actually hit. I actually interviewed Tom Wopat, by the way, from Dukes of Hazard once. I'm cool. sorry. It's one of the I'm worst so interviews I ever did. I'm so sorry. And it's not Tom's fault, but we were having technical problems, and you could only hear him. You couldn't hear me. Oh, I had to go back and re-record. It's just, I don't want to get into it. Dukes of Hazard theme song hit number one on the uh, country singles chart in 1980. It peaked, peaked out at number 21 on the regular uh, pop charts. So. Go figure. That makes it probably one of the highest. It's like so many of us. <laughs> it's definitely like me. My, my liver, yourself, that's the last my time friend. my liver worked, that's for speak, sure. Speak for yourself. Jeez. I am so much better off now. <laughs> <laughs> really? Good for you. Income. Career. I go home and cry myself to sleep every night. <laughs> Why can't I be 21? Yeah, no kidding. When I was 21, I was signed to a major label. Yeah, record. exactly. Okay. So I don't know what you're talking eh, about. You may be right. You, may you be should right. be stuck in the 80s more than anybody. He's just coasting in a world I mean, of awesome. I'm so stuck in the 80s. <laughs> so stuck. The top two songs in this, uh, you could you could take either one of these two songs, you could change places with them, I think. But we had to decide, and so here it goes, number two. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name, and they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see, our troubles are Everybody knows your name. Ah, the theme song to Cheers. Steve, 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 Steve. Steve. I'm singing. Steve, Steve. I'm not Steve. singing. Steve. Peer pressure, do it. Sing. You must sing. Do it. Uh, first, I got to tell you this, though. These are not the original opening lyrics to this particular song. They were changed. This song was originally written by Judy Hart Angelo and Gary Portnoy. And the original lines go something like this. I'm not singing. Dramatic Steve. reading. Steve. 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 Stop Steve. it. Steve. Stop it. <laughs> Singing the blues when the Red Sox lose, it's a crisis in your life. On the run because all your girlfriends want to be your wife, not my case, <laughs> and your laundry tickets in the wash. That, those were the actual opening lyrics to the original song. As I it was can't made. imagine why they changed that. Yeah. <laughs> why would you change that? I like it. It's kind of cute. I, I oh, would have kept man. it. Well, you know, I've got a funny story to tell about this. Um, I had uh, come here to be the um, pop, music, pop music critic first. And I get this call from somebody who says that this big name record artist, uh, gospel artist, is coming to St. Pete. He's discovered that his long lost brother um, lives here. And he uh, wrote the theme song to Cheers. And it originally was a gospel song, and they changed the lyrics, right? So I go meet this guy and all this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if the theme song to Cheers had been a gospel record, I would know that. You know, that's just one of them weird things that I know, like, like Spears knows all the cast members in Zapped. And so. <laughs> Uh, I, I look it up, and of course it's wrong, and I check all this guy's bona fides, and he's made everything up. And he was about to get the key to St. Petersburg. Oh so gosh. I wrote a front-page story in the St. Pete Times, totally busting this guy out. And, uh, you know, of course all the things got canceled, and, you know, victory reigns supreme. But that, you know, it all started with that guy claiming that he wrote the theme song to cheer, wow. and I knew it was bust. I had no idea. Yeah, man. This is what we will lose if we lose journalism, people. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Buy your Keep daily newspaper today. Newspaper. Read it. Support it. Support it. Take out and, a classified then, ad. and also send in an email telling Steve that he better start singing. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know. Only Sean right sings on the show, Velvet and Stephanie. Yeah, I don't Velvet think anybody else has. Oh, Debbie Gibson sang for us. She did. You and, got her to sing. Yeah, oh, that's she sang. Cool. And so did, well, Kenny Loggins did. Oh, he's always singing. But uh, that was Can't the first one I ever sang. I think I had a heart attack. Loggins. 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 He's great. Loggins. Don't don't be messing with Kenny. <laughs> you know. You know. He's probably on the street corner right now. Singing. Oh no. Down at Pooh Corner. He's touring right now. If he comes through again, I'm checking. Oh, I'm telling you. He's all right. 
See, so. Eric sings. You're the only uh, yeah. one who doesn't sing, actually, is what yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah, that's the problem. Because I'm in charge of knowing all the facts for this show. <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Is that what you call yeah, them? Yeah, so I know how you feel is about that. Is that what you call them? Facts? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, without further ado, it should be pretty obvious what now our number one pick is. I give it to you. Enjoy. Miami Vice, was there any doubt? No, none, none at all. Jan Hammer. MTV, Michael Mann, Jan Hammer, Don, jo- Don Johnson. You cannot beat that combination. It's swimming in 80s-ness. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. And then guest shots by Phil Collins and Jimmy Smith's debut as a drug dealer, as an actor. Yeah, but he, gets, gotta killed, love it. But he gets killed by uh, Calderon, right? Yeah, it's great, man. I, I never watched uh, Miami Vice in the 80s. And... Oh. Um, Dude. Once again, it came on when Dude. I was in college on Friday nights. I had better things to do. However, years later... Unfortunately, um, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> years later, uh, a young man by the name of Chase Squires... <laughs> who would become... Mr. Miami Vice, by Changed the way. your life. He, uh, he was the TV critic here before Eric. Uh, well, before between, your second between, between stints. Between stints. And uh, and he he came on board and we did a Miami Vice show and he gave me his entire like box set of all the DVDs. I literally went home over a weekend and watched like nothing but like ninety six straight hours of uh, Miami Vice. It's and like the now passing of the throne. Yeah, it's like the wow. passing of the silver chalice. <laughs> I guarantee you, if we hadn't named Miami Vice the number one theme song, he would be the first email. <laughs> God, say what are you insane? Oh, Chase, man, I love Chase. He they uh the they held a my wife held a fortieth birthday party for me. Uh, years ago a couple years ago and uh chase came with the patented you know don johnson jacket and the pastel colored oh uh, shirt and the loafers and i was just I, I was loving it it was the best present i got uh well you know my mother came but other than that <laughs> it was the best present it was the best present i got written and composed by uh, jan hammer released as a single in 1985 reached number one on the billboard hot 100 the very last instrumental to have topped the chart Gotta love it, man. So, give you that. So, yeah. Winner of a Grammy Award wow. in 1986, which doesn't mean anything. No, not really. It was up against Dexie's Midnight Runners. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eileen. And their shirtless overalls. Yeah, I don't think so. But, uh, so that's number one. You tell us if we got them right or wrong. You tell us what we left out. I know Charles in lo- charge. Charles in charge. A lot of people wanted Magnum P.I. to be on the list. Yeah. Mm. And it would have yeah. been... If, I can if, see that. We will release on the blog the ultimate list, 30 or 40, whichever, however many I can uh, narrow it down to. So check that out. It's at uh, blogs.tambay.com slash 80s. In the meantime, guys, this has been wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I've had content. a lot of fun. And, and, and it's like therapy. You know, I've yeah. just been able to unburden myself about so many things. You know what? Take the rest of the day off. I think I'm going to write Valerie Bertinelli a letter. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should. Uh, yeah. I'm oh, just, uh, you know, the, the restraining order should be lifted by now, right? Yeah, well, it's a certain so. amount of footage, so. Uh, yeah. I don't think you kind of lurk and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'll send a letter. Just visit our MySpace I won't, page. I won't show up yet. <laughs> so, anyway, until next week, we leave you here with one of our favorite theme songs from the 80s. In the meantime, Eric, Stephanie, and I, Sean Daly lurking somewhere outside, we remain firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. 
Email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Thank you.